morning. Uh, today's verse is Matthew 6, 24 through 34. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one. You cannot serve one God and be enslaved to money. This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They, do, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to, the, to him than they are? Can you all... Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why, why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen. <clears throat> Julie sat in her car in the 7-Eleven parking lot. She was feeling lost, feeling alone, wondering what she was going to do. It was the second week that her and her girls had lived in their car. She had fled an abusive marriage with only the clothes on their backs and some gas money. She only had a few dollars left, no food, and less than a quarter of a tank of gas in the car. The girls were getting hungry, and she didn't know how she was going to feed them. To say she was worried is an understatement. She was afraid. No, she was downright terrified. What if there was nowhere left to run? What if there was no way out? What if she was at a dead end? And a whole wave of what-if questions crashed down around her, consuming her every thought. Where is this God that I learned about in Sunday school, she thought. What about that message of Jesus to not worry about what we will eat or drink? I can't even think about tomorrow, she thought. What if I can't get through today? Her head dropped into her hands. She began sobbing and praying desperately. What, what if questions are burden, burdening you today? You have a meeting with your manager tomorrow. 
What if he tells you you're getting laid off? Your doctor called. She left a message to call her back. What if it's bad news? Your landlord sent a letter stating that he isn't going to renew your lease. What if you can't find an affordable place to live? Your child's teacher has scheduled a parent conference with you. What if your child needs more help than your resources can provide? You see, we replay these what-if questions over in our head, over and over, till we make ourselves sick. Like a broken record, the negative outcomes repeat themselves till we can't think of anything else. But what if we reframed our questions? What if we reframed our perspective based on God's character? You see, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells us not to worry. He starts out by saying, Isn't your life more than food? Isn't your life more than clothing? Well, who gave you life? God, the Father of all creation, has given every one of us life. Wouldn't it go without saying that the one who has the power to give life also has the power to sustain it? To provide all that you need to keep your life going. Is that not who God the Creator is. Then to prove his point, Jesus brings up the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, and yet God provides for them. They are birds just doing what birds do. They're doing what they were created to do. In their birdness, they're bringing glory to God. Look at the birds of the air. Have you seen the beauty in their colors? Have you seen the design of their wings that catches the wind so they can soar? You see, when birds do what birds were designed to do, God provides. Well, what does that mean for us? It's important to note that in the verses just before these about worry, Jesus is talking about the value we place on money, the value that we place on our possessions. He tells us to store up our treasure in heaven because wherever our treasure is, there our heart is also. It's a question of what consumes us more, God or money. If money consumes our thoughts, then our actions will revolve around making sure we always have enough money. And then if things don't go as we expect with our money, then we worry. What if I don't have enough money? What if I can't pay my bills this month? I have to work more. I have to get more money. 
We focus so much on the doing to meet our own needs that we forget our dependence upon God. We take our eyes off of Jesus and his work, and then we put them onto ourselves, and we worry. But if God consumes our thoughts, then our wills will line up with his, and our actions will revolve around making sure that God gets the glory in all things. Psalm 37, 5 says, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. You see, as we bring God glory, doing what we were created to do, the God who created us and has compassion on us, he will sustain us, and he will provide what we need because he's a good God. He's a faithful God. He always keeps his promise to us. Part of the reason that we worry is from our own expectation of what we think God's provision should look like. We have it said in our minds what it should look like when God fulfills the promises that he's put out for us. After a few moments in prayer, a small, gentle voice told Julie to lift up her head. Look towards the store, the voice said. There in front of her was the store clerk heading to the dumpster with a cart full of food. They had cleaned out the hot dog machine and were throwing out the leftovers during the shift change. Choosing not to make herself known, Julie stayed hidden in the shadows until the clerk went back inside. Then she slowly walked towards the dumpster. She reached in, and she pulled out enough food to feed her and her girls. She brought it back to their car, where she began to hand out the food to each of the girls. But before they took a bite of their food, Julie led the girls in a prayer of thanks and blessing for the food that God provided. Did you let that sink in? The food that was in the dumpster that she went and got, her and her girls prayed over. Thank you, Lord, for the food that you provided. This continued for several days. Julie was thankful that her and her girls were able to eat because suddenly they had hope and they felt strong enough to keep moving forward because God had provided. When I first heard Julie's story, I was struck by her faith. I was struck by her humility. It caused me to look inside my own heart. What are my expectations of God's provision? 
It caused me to shudder at the pride that molded my expectations of what God's provision looked like. What if I'm worrying because my expectations of what God should be doing is skewed? What if my worrying is causing me to be blind to God's provision that's right there? In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus brings up the lilies of the field. He says the lilies don't toil for their beauty, and yet it far surpasses that of Solomon's finest robes. What he is saying is that those with the eyes of faith, they can see the splendor of God's creation in contrast to human efforts at splendor. And that's when we learn that it's better to trust in God's gracious provision than our own self-reliance. We can never do what God already has for us planned out. Our efforts will never come close to what he's already got planned for you. Don't worry. Psalm 55, 22. Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. God has got you. God knows what you need. In fact, he knows your needs before you do. And he will provide for them. Part of our problem is that we think we know what we need. We think we know better than God. Like a child in a candy store with all the sugary sweets calling out to us, oh, I need this one and this one. Oh, maybe two or three more just to satisfy me. But like a good parent, our Heavenly Father says, no, child, that will spoil your dinner. That will make you sick. And he tries to turn our attention to the healthier options for our spiritual appetite. Seek first the kingdom, he says. And all these things will be given to you. What if we seek Jesus first in our circumstances? Then our will lines up with his will. What if we put Jesus at the center of our circumstances? Then our desires line up with God's desires. And when that happens, we see a God who is good. We see a God who is faithful and compassionate. And in that moment, we realize there's nothing to worry about. We need to remember that God sees our past, our present, and our future all at once. He sees beyond our limited vision. He sees the grand picture. We only see a little part. And because he is a good God, because he is a faithful God, 
because he is a God of love, we should be able to reframe our what-if questions into positive ones. What kind of witness are we to the world as followers of Christ if our what-if questions always end up in the negative? What kind of witness is that? We need to reframe our perspective based on God's character. Then our what-if questions won't turn into worries. Our what-if questions will glorify God. What if God does this? What if God does this grand thing? What what if questions do you have weighing you down today? You have a meeting with your manager tomorrow. What if God has a better job for you? Your doctor called and she left a message to call her back. What if the doctor has caught something early before it gets worse? Your landlord sent a letter stating he isn't renewing your lease. What if God has a better place for you to live? Your child's teacher has scheduled a parent conference with you. What if God has provided a way for your child to get the help they need? No matter what if questions are bothering you today, no matter the what if questions that are burning you and weighing you down today, what if God has a greater plan for your life? One that you could never even imagine on your own. So much of our worry is spent on these negative what-if scenarios. And somehow we end up creating the worst-case what-if scenarios in our heads. We want to know the plan. We want to know the plan because we believe it will help us. God simply wants us to trust him. There's a a little kid joke that my kids used to like to tell, and it said, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That's like God's plan for us. You see, we can only handle it in these little tiny pieces. If he gave us the grand plan all at once, we would be terrified. You talk about what if scenarios. Well, what if this happens? What if this happens? God knows what we need. He knows what we can handle. He knows you better than you know yourself. And so he's giving you just little tiny pieces at a time. What if you trust him with your life? What if you trust him with those little pieces? So eventually you can look back and see the big plan. What if? God knows what we need before we do. He prepares us. 
and he provides for us before we even see what we need. But if we let the unknowns, if we let the negative what-ifs consume us, we miss out on seeing his work. And we miss out on a relationship with our creator. When we focus on the worry, we miss the work that God is doing in us and around us. You see, what Julie didn't realize was that God was creating in her a compassion for people. He was creating in her a passion to help others, even though she recognized God's provision, even in the dumpster. What she didn't know that God's ultimate plan was to have her trained up as a pastor and a minister to the homeless community at her church. She's now a passionate advocate for the homeless. She reaches out to them with an understanding that nobody else has. She's made a tremendous impact in the lives of the homeless people that she comes in contact with. And the coolest part is she's brought people along with her on the journey. Church, what if God has a greater plan for your life than you could ever imagine? And I know he does because that's who God is. Release the worry. Focus on the work of God in your life. He has a plan for each and every one of you. And it is greater than you could ever imagine. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for examples that you put in our lives of, of your word being lived out. Father, I woke up this morning to the sound of rain. And when I stepped outside, I saw the birds. The yard was covered with birds. To me, the rain was a, an annoyance. But for you, it was feeding the birds. It was feeding the flowers. It was feeding all those things that, frankly, I don't even think about sometimes. Lord, help us to see your work in our lives. Even when we feel like we're drowning in our circumstances, Lord, help us to see your hand reaching out to hold us, to grab us. Help us to reframe our what-if questions, Lord. What if we just saw you in our circumstances? What if we saw Jesus at the center of all that happened to us and all that we chose to do? Lord, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen.